In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Broads and Books, the podcast with one unique theme, four handpicked book recommendations, and two broads. I'm Erin. And I'm Amy. And this is a special Broads and Books bonus episode. In our regularly scheduled episodes, we tell you about our favorite books based on different weekly themes. No matter which episode you listen to, you get one clear message. We love books (laughs) so much. So much. So much book love. So many books that we love and all of that good stuff. So we got the idea. Hey, these authors that write the books that we love, they probably love books too. And hey, we should ask them about that. We should ask them about the books they've read and the books that they love. Yes. And because we're so giving, we didn't hoard that info just for us. We could have. We could have. We could have used our power and just said, listen, we're just going to talk to these people. Yeah. But we didn't. We're sharing it with you, our wonderful listeners. Yes, we are. So welcome to our new bonus series called The Broads Talk Books With. This is where we talk to some of the authors that we've recommended or will recommend soon. And we nerd out about books. So today we've got Jamie Attenberg. Boom. So The Broads Talk Books with With Jamie Jamie Attenberg. Colon Jamie Jamie Attenberg. Attenberg. Those of you who've been listening for a while will remember that I recommended her book, The Middlesteens, in episode 23, where we talked about family gatherings gone awry. You sure did. So Jamie has a new book that came out in October called All This Could Be Yours, another doozy of a family story. It is. So we got Jamie Attenberg on the line. We called her right up, Erin. And we asked her all sorts of questions about what books she loved growing up, how she finds her book recommendations, and what she demands you read right this second. Guess what? 
What? We recorded that conversation. We did. We not did. secretly. Yeah, yeah. Not no. creepily. We, we told her. We told her. We yeah, told we told her. her. Yeah. And through the magic of technology, which I credit all to Amy, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to let you listen. I credit it to GarageBand. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> and to some stuff that I do. Yes. So all the books that she mentions and recommends, which she mentions quite a few, we are including those in the show notes. So you can click right to them. That is the service we provide. We're super excited to start this new series of bonus interviews. We've got lots planned and in progress. And all you have to do to get the latest is hit subscri- subscribe in your podcast player or visit our website at broadsandbooks.com. It's literary magic. It's magic. So now here's our interview with Jamie Attenberg. What was your favorite book as a kid or a teenager or both? A lot of Greek mythology. Oh, we yes, just talked about that did. yesterday. Yes. So I was thinking, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but Dallaire's, which was like kind of an illustrated book of mythology. Oh, uh-huh. I was a kid. And I remember reading that when I was, I mean, I was really young. I started reading really young, probably when I was just four years old, I taught myself how to read off the back of cereal boxes, as legend <laughs> has it in my family. Um, I like it. Yeah. And so I yeah. remember just thinking Greek mythology was real. And that was that there were gods that were up in the heavens and looking down at yeah, all of us. Great. Yeah. yeah that seems Sounds like, like a it. Yeah. <laughs> so I do remember that. Um, and then I think I just read like a lot of everything. Like I, I, re- mm-hmm. I think I tore through all the Nancy Drews and I tore through um, the Little House on the Prairies and Little Women and all that kind of stuff. I just kind of tore through it. Um, but that the mythology is kind of my first memory of like reading and really being entranced with something. Mm-hmm. Well, I can see a lot of like family relationships in there that are real messed up that, uh, yeah, could be very <laughs> inspiring. <laughs> inspiring. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, another thing that we've talked about on the show is uh, classics that we um, struggled with, either ones that we think maybe didn't get enough attention or ones that we wish that they didn't teach or press yes. on people <laughs> anymore. Um, are there any classics that you struggled with or ones that you really loved in particular? I feel like I had a little bit of trouble with Shakespeare. Yeah. Because I just wanted to know. I mean, I got it eventually, but I think I just was uh, I'm such a contemporary person. Mm-hmm. I'm such a colloquial person as a writer and as a human that I probably had a little bit of struggle with it, but I, I, I do remember loving King Lear a lot and getting a lot out of yeah. it. Um, yeah. You know, one thing, one thing uh, maybe that you've thought of a little bit recently too is um, are there any books that you read either when you were a kid or as an adult that made you want to be a writer or made you want to continue writing? Well, the story I have told this story before, but it still holds true, which is that, and I, I sort of was hinting at it that there was a, there weren't a lot of women that I was reading in high school. I do remember that there was a used bookstore that was near my house, um, which would like sell books for like twenty five cents each. And I don't really understand how it stayed in business for as long as it did. Yeah, <laughs> it's just wonderful. Very wow, amazing. <laughs> yeah, and so I remember I would go there. I would steal change from my parents' change jar, 
And then I would walk over there because it was kind of close enough to walk to. And then it was like in this little suburban strip mall. And I would look through all their books. And I bought this Joyce Carol Oates collection of short stories, which in the 80s, she was probably in her 30s, I want to say then. But she was, but this book was maybe like when she had written it when she was much younger. Uh, Yeah, so that was it. It was just like seeing it and being like, oh, this person was, is just like, a young woman who's a who's a writer, and I can do that too. Yeah, you can see yourself in that way. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, so we've talked a little bit about books growing up. Mm-hmm. Maybe now we can talk a little bit about what you're reading these days. Yeah, are there? Uh, we are always interested to know how big uh, to be read piles are, <laughs> <laughs> mainly to make ourselves feel better. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, how many books would you say that you rotate that you? actively read and are there any that you can share with us well i'm not i'm not reading any i have not been able to read anything at all for a, like a month or something i just finished good talk blog. yeah um good talk by i just forgot her last name mira oh yeah mira yeah. jacobs yeah, yeah. Jacobs. love that yeah i just mm-hmm. finished that because that was like i had been kind of just very slowly reading it and really enjoying it and then i realized i only had a couple chapters left when i got home and i was like well let me just do because i've been out on the road let me just do that. Let me just like finish something yeah. Yeah. because I'm not able to like get too much done. I've been reading some uh, poetry, a couple of poetry collections is um, hood witch by Felita Hicks, which just came out. I think her book came out maybe the same time I did. And so, you know, in October and um, she uh, she's great. It's um, was really a dynamic read. Um, I read John Hodgman's book, the new essay collection, Ooh, which I thought was really wow. funny. I read Kevin Wilson's new book, uh, Nothing to See Here, and thought it was great. Yeah. It's getting such great praise. So I'm very happy about that. I don't know him, but I've heard he's a very nice person. Um, and I don't know, like that kind of stuff, but I did have a stack sitting there that's like definitely could use my attention. Sometimes I buy <laughs> books. And because I know I'm going to want to read them someday, which I'm sure a lot of people do. And then they'll just sit there for a year. Oh, sure. I had the paperback of Pachinko for like a really long time. Have you guys read that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so (laughs) it stares at you. Yeah. It's a class. It's like an instant classic and it's just a flawless book and um, so inspiring to read. And she's so incredibly talented and there's so much compassion in her work for her characters and um, I just was just blown away by it. And, but I had it sitting there for a year and I thought, Oh, I, I really know. I know I'm supposed to read. It. Everyone says it's really good. And then it was just sitting and sitting and sitting. And then finally I was just ready for it. And then I was like, <laughs> I don't know these. Anyway, I like to think that books are always just show up right when you need them. Yeah. Do you find too, like Aaron and I, as we've gotten older, as now we're doing this podcast, we give ourselves a very in- decreasingly amount of time to assess if we like it or not. Like previously when we were younger, we would have just gritted our powered teeth through, and like, powered through a book. This, yeah. yeah. And now we're like, God, we got so much else to read. No, life is too short. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think like, I do admire a finisher, but I don't have it. <laughs> I, I don't admire have, him too. For sure. I don't yeah. have it in me anymore. Um, Nowadays, you know, when you do have time to read, how do you find if, if things aren't coming to you to blurb, how do you find book recommendations? Are you hearing about things via friends? Are you looking online? How are you doing that? I would say like, I look to see what got nominated. I would say I have friends who are readers who are professional readers, meaning that they are critics or they, um, 
do interviews or, you know, are somehow involved in the media and I will ask them what they thought about a book. Like I have a couple of friends who literally read everything like every, like, I don't even know how they do it. They just read and read and read. And so I'll say, what did you really think of this? Sometimes if I see a book and it sounds like it's interesting and then I'll see somebody who's blurbed it and I know that person and then I'll call Mm -hmm. them or text them and say, did you really like it? (laughs) (laughs) Give us the dirt. Yeah. (laughs) And and often they say, no, I have one friend who this is different than the other friend who I don't trust any of her blurbs. Oh, no. <laughs> not a one. And she blurbed me, and I don't even know. I don't even know if I should. Oh, shit. <laughs> Do you want me to blind call her? And yeah, ask yeah. If no. She really no, she's not. She's, not, she's my friend. But um, but I know, but I have <laughs> called her on a couple of things and been like, listen, I saw what you said. Did you mean? <laughs> no worries. But what's so- next? And the interview I did not prepare for, but I still think I'm kind of killing it. <laughs> You're killing it You're for doing sure. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, eventually I'll answer your question. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> well, we recommended the middle scenes in our, we are family episode, which was uh, books that we picked about family gatherings that have gone awry. Or, yeah. You know, family dynamics that are difficult. Um, do you have a favorite book about families and weirdness that happens when they're together or any books that inspired you in the writing of that one? The book that was kind of the break break before that for me was Olive Pitterit. Again, a very obvious book, but um Oh yeah. I know how to write about home. Sure. Yes. Yeah. That's how I felt about it. Excellent. All right. So we have uh, I think five sort of rapid fire questions. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> when we say rapid fire, it can be very yeah, slow we, too. Yeah. Uh our first one is what's your weirdest fan interaction? you've ever had that you're willing to share that you're yeah that you're willing to share oh my gosh that I'm willing to share I don't know <laughs> I'm just trying to think about I, this isn't this is not weird but it was like a very specific moment in my career but I did a my second book was about a, a guy uh, about a woman who was an artist and her husband was an artist and he was in a coma and it was called the kept man and he'd been in like a coma for like years and years and years and she was keeping him alive and I, it was not a very successful book, although not a bad book. I think it was a good book. Um, and, um, and I did a reading in, uh, somewhere in north of San Francisco. I can't remember, remember the name of the bookstore and only one person came. And then there was the woman who was hosting at the bookstore and the person who came oh. and had an aneurysm and had been <gasps> in a coma. And then it turned out the woman who was hosting the event also had some experience with being in a coma. And that's why she loved it. Oh, book. dear God. So they and they wanted to talk about being in a coma. And so we just all sat around and they talked about being in a coma. So that's my weird. <laughs> yeah. That's that's an interesting night. Yeah. I'm not mocking yeah. it at all. It was lovely, but it was also just like, yeah. I was like, this is very a very different. specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you talked a little bit about being in the literary community and, and you know, knowing a lot of writers, knowing a, a lot of books that are coming your way. Did you, when you were growing up, um, you know, you talked about who you read, but as you got into the literary community, was there someone you wanted to meet, another writer, and you did, and it went well? I'm sure some of that can go bad. I really can only think about the bad one. Um, (laughs) When you, as soon as you said the bad, but um, yeah, I don't know. I've had people be really, really nice to me over the years. The negative is that I can't handle myself around Margaret Atwood, and I always say, 
stupid. I would completely understand and that. So yeah. I met her yeah. twice, and each once I met her at the LA Times Book Festival, and and when I was I, the one time I've been nominated for something and did not win, but I met her and I was drunk afterwards. And then the second time I met her was at a <laughs> festival in France, and I think I might have been drunk also that time. Oh, great! Yeah. Although no, mm-hmm. I just think I was. I wasn't even that drunk. I think I was just so. Like I just knew I sucked it up the first time, and so I like yeah couldn't get it together for the second time, and so now I banned myself, and I don't. <laughs> if I'm anywhere near, only once since then I've been near Margaret Atwood, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we well, were very quick to clarify it was not her, yeah, all no, you. So that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's a book that you demand that everyone read? There's this Lucille Clifton collection of poems called Mercy that I really love. Oh, yeah. Um, I usually, I tend to recommend books of poetry to people more than anything else. Um, I mean, I'm very enthusiastic about recommending novels to people, but like that book was great, great. You know, it was just great and lovely. And there's something to me that's so timeless about poetry. Whereas like novels are, even the kinds of novels that I write are really like it's specifically even the kinds of novels I write are very much in conversation with the moment. Not that poetry mm-hmm. isn't in conversation with the moment, but I just think for some reason that poetry feels to me like it has, a, has an easier way of, or, you know, easier path to timelessness. So, okay. Last question. Um, we also, in our, in our podcast, we talk about pop culture stuff, TV, podcasts, movies, things that we're loving. Do you have something right now in your, you know, copious free time, that you've been listening to or watching that you just love right now? I have been listening to um, this album by a band called Big Thief a lot. It's oh, called- I love Big Thief. Yes. Shark Pile. And- yeah. Yeah. So I really love that album. I've been listening to it nonstop while I've been on tour. Um, and what I've been watching. I haven't been watching a lot. Like the other day I like stayed in left my hotel room all day because I was so tired and I had one day off and I just was like, oh, should I go to museums <laughs> in Chicago or am I going to sit in my hotel room all day? And the answer was sit in my hotel that room. sounds better. Yep. So yep. I watched the last, that first segment of the last season of um, Jack Horseman. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> like that seems like the whole, perfect thing to watch. Yeah. Like, I think it was like eight episodes. Like I think they split the se- the final season into two chunks. So there's another season, you know, half of it's coming. That happened. It we did. just talked to Jimmy Adler. That just happened. Just happened. That just happened. And I don't know about you, but there was there was some fun stuff in there. There was. That I liked talking to her about. And first off, when she mentioned Margaret Atwood, I about had a heart attack. I know. I, your face was... I was afraid she was going to say that Margaret Atwood was an asshole. And I didn't want to hear that. No. But she didn't. But she didn't. No. She didn't. She said that she herself was afraid of being an asshole Yes, <laughs> Margaret Atwood. Which, hey, I would fear that too. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved the part where she said that books show up when you need them because I've yes. long thought that. Yes. And I do the same thing where I buy books and they're around and I don't even get to them for a while. I mean, it could be a year before mm-hmm. I read a book I bought, but I always feel like it happens when I need it to happen. Yes. And somehow it's working with, ever, with whatever's going on in your life and whatever you need to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, I like that she, uh, you know, we ain't got time to finish crappy books and neither does she. No. She's like, no, I don't nah. like any of that. No. Nah. 
And we have encouraged our listeners a lot that if you're not enjoying something, it's fine. There's something you will enjoy. So find that. You've got a limited amount of time. Yes. Just read the things you enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Don't take any shame in whatever that is. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I also want to mention that she mentioned Good Talk. She did. Which we loved that book. So if you haven't checked that out yet, it's amazing. It would make a great holiday gift. Yeah. If for some reason you didn't like just our recommendation, then first off, double stamped, triple stamped. Yeah. You can triple stamp a double stamp as it turns out. (laughs) First off, question. Why are you, why are you questioning us? We know what we're talking about. You need to explore that. Yeah. But not right now. Not right now. Just go get the book. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one other thing I liked is the, uh, the fact that a used bookstore sold books for a quarter. Delightful. Yeah. They should bring that back. They should bring that back. Although, Although I don't know the business structure that would support that. But no. Hey, and yeah. also, I don't know if my house could support that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of books. I just picture new like pillars in your house made of in books. books. Just yes. Tall, absolutely. Tall piles. You will be yes. on a hoarding show at some of point. Books. Yeah. Yeah. I would embrace it. Absolutely. So we will be back next Wednesday with our regular weekly themed episode. And in the meantime, you can head to our website, broadsandbooks.com and check out all of those episodes. And hey, if you've missed any along the way, now is the perfect time to get listening. Like we said, this is a new series of bonus episodes we're providing, but we've got even more. We've got gift guides. We've got Q&As between us. So we've got tons to help you figure out what to read next and make you laugh. And if we've done that, why don't you give us a review? We would love you forever. And I wrote that out with a four and an E-V-A because I want it to be like that, like you'd write it in a yearbook. Forever. I thought you were giving me a tattoo suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) If that's what you want to take with it. Go for it, Aaron. Do it. Yeah. So if you've been listening to our regular themed episodes, you know we've taken some great listener ideas Mm. too. So if you have a theme suggestion or challenge, send it our way. You can find us at our website, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they're coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. <laughs> because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women?
Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D, Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.